One story that Sunam first, it's the first story that I ever remember Venerable Samu Sunam telling. So, and I think it was uh, at my very first Yongman Junction. It was um, 10 days. And I think you have, some of you have probably heard of it. And it's almost getting to the end and tomorrow morning will kind of bring things together with just a little story. And I like to slip this one in, in case you haven't heard it. And if you have heard it, I find that I've heard a lot of stories a lot of times and I always get something deeper, something different. I learn about my perspective each time. So here goes. This story takes place in a rural location in Korea. It takes place on a farm and in a forest near the farm. A husband and wife take care of that farm. And on this particular day, he was out in a field weeding cabbages. They were growing cabbages for their batches of kimchi over the seasons. And this had been going on, it was a little hot and his wife, while he was weeding the cabbages, was cooking their noontime meal. And he'd been at the weeding since early morning after breakfast and he kind of had a feeling that um, he needed a cigarette. And he didn't want to just sit down there buy a cabbage because his wife could see him from the window in the little kitchen. And she had made it note in no uncertain terms that she didn't like it if he smoked. So he just stood up and uh, wandered down the cabbage row and slipped into the forest that was down one part of their property. And as he slipped into the forest, he walked up, there was a little hill. And he had an idea that there was a place at the top of the hill that would be nice to sit down and have a cigarette. And so was making his way there when he heard some rustling behind him. 
he turned and it was a bear. It seemed to be headed right in his direction. So he hurried a little and the bear hurried a little and the bear got pretty close. So he was a little desperate because even though he knew there were bears in that neighborhood, he rarely, rarely saw them when this one seemed to be chasing him. And so there was a big tree ahead and he ran to the far side of the tree and just kind of hid there. And the bear came right at the tree with its paws and just grasped the around the tree. And the man felt the bear and grasped his paws because he wanted him to stay there. So there they were, stuck. The farmer was sweating. He was desperate. And then what did he hear? Simyo Jungu Tedarani Namuratanatarayaya. And what do you know? It was the monk from the nearby monastery doing his walking rounds as he often did, chanting the great compassion Dharni. And as this monk came up the trail, because he was maybe going to the same place that uh, the farmer had wanted to go to smoke, he saw the bear and the monk and the tree between them, the bear and the farmer and the tree between them. And he was kind of a, an innocent kind of fellow. He just looked at the two of them. I go, and this is a French word, not a, a, a Korean word that means this is unbelievable, <laughs> or what's going on? Something like that, I go. And the farmer was in his desperation said, monk, monk, can you do something for me? And the monk said, well, yeah, what is it? He said, could you please hold this bear while I have a cigarette? <laughs> and so the monk said, okay. And so it was a little bit of a maneuver for them, the monk to get hold of the bear's paws and, and for the farmer to be free. And as soon as he was free, he just ran. He ran back down the hill and he ran into his field and back up the road to the cabbages and began to weed furiously. Feeling really embarrassed about the, the monk holding the bear. Feeling really sheepish about the whole thing. And so 
there he was weeding when again he heard the, the breaking of the branches and the noise from the forest. And he looked up. And there came the bear. Galloping on all four. And the monk was riding on the bear's back, holding on to the scruff of his neck. And he had one arm up. And it was very joyful. And with the bear, the monk bounded around the field, almost waving to the farmer. And the farmer was dumbfounded. How did he do that? So I think at that point, Sunam said, and you could probably have your own sort of lesson or wisdom from this is that Sunam uh, uh, said something like, that's what young men Jongjin's about, learning to ride bears joyfully. So when we take on extra practice, it's for those situations in our lives which are really challenging. Yeah. So it's the last night of Yongmen Zhongzhen. And one of the things that we often do um, during the last night of a young man Zhongzhen is something called fire practice. And it means that we practice aloud. Usually the, the practice is a kind of flowing practice that we do with the breath. But on this last night, the, the fire practice is usually done aloud and really exerting some energy. And usually there are all of us at the retreat do our practice aloud. So it's a real cacophony of practicing. And we usually go out walking if it's possible to, or we go walking around the Buddha hall and uh, we get uh, uh, pretty frisky and pretty um, strong with our practice. Not everybody really likes it. I will say at first, it seemed very strange to me, but it's an old tradition of practicing aloud that helps. You have worked so hard until this point in the Yongmen Junction. So the fire practice helps to take it to a deeper level. And what you, you could figure out how you could do it at home. You could just go out walking briskly in the evening and do your practice aloud as comfortable as it, you, the loudness is for you. You can even make it into a song so that you feel yourself as a instrument of sound and practice. And then give it some time and I know some of you cannot go outside because you're on the top floor of an apartment building in New York City. 
So you have to be a little creative about how you can do some fire practice if you choose to do that. Then when you retire, please sit up in your bed for a little while, maybe just three or four deep breaths and practices. And then as you slip down to sleep for the evening, try to practice before you fall asleep. And if for some reason you wake up in the night to pee, to get a drink of water or whatever, practice. Use that time. It'll make it a nice time, a nice thing about the waking up because usually it's irritating a bit. So practice. This is in the spirit of continuous practice. And then we will have practice at meditation at nine in the morning. Is that right, Moan? Yeah. And we'll be finished by 10. So then you can go to the Easter parade if you're planning to do something like that. So there's an expression that the Buddha offered, good in the beginning, good in the middle, good in the end. So as we're near the end, let your practice prevail and do the work. Have a very good evening.